What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. And yeah, I will. I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere, man. I'm going to be in these episodes forever. Jay, I just got to say, you've been one truly splendid guest oh, yeah. for this whole year. Mm-hmm, this whole it's, year. It's been it's been great having you. I, yeah. I know it's it's time out of your busy schedule. Yeah. And I just thanks for stopping in. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's pretty far out of my commute. <laughs> so um, the last week of the year for Super Carlin Brothers, we have the entire week off, Yep. Uh, which means that we don't have an episode of The Pop this week, but we do have something special instead. Yeah, so instead of having a traditional uh, episode of Popcorn Culture today, we have put together our uh, top 13 favorite pop conversations from throughout all of 2021. These were rather popular <laughs> segments. Yes. Wow. Way to work at a corny joke, right? That, Even though in our sh- limited time. I know. I know. I know. <coughs> Hit that bingo board. We got yeah, it. That's right. All right. What <coughs> else? Jay worked. Uh, I, I remember the concert venue I worked at. Carp Girl. Oh, my gosh. And then Luke did a thing. He's got a fever. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, man. Di- Diablo 2. Diablo 2. Fred the Cup. Fred the Cup. What else do we have this year? Did you know that our dad is a newscaster? How about this? Did you know that I got married at Disney World? I did know that you got married at Disney World. That was really impressive. It's good stuff. I one last thing. Yeah. GMA. The GMA, the Green Mallard Association. Wow, the stories we've told. It's funny to me that if it's it's like the the bingo boards have basically provided us with a with a strange way to distill out like uh like a word cloud from the year. Yeah, right. It's sort of like it's like we talk about these things so often that that it's like we that like we know these are like the running I would love if someone has you know, in their spare time, compiled the full closed captioning for the year's worth of popcorn culture. If we could load all of that into a word cloud and see what it looks like, that'd be amazing. It would be so fascinating. That would be very fascinating. I'm sure the word like would be in there a lot, and I bet pop pop would be in there a lot. That'd be a good one. It's at least in every episode. Yeah. So with that said, thank you guys so much for your listenership this year. We're excited for 2022. Yes, we are. Here are a baker's dozen of popular topics. Pop, pop. Here's a question for you, Ben. If you, because like in the world of Christmas movies, yeah, like are are all Christmas movies classics? Because like almost almost no matter what, it like a Christmas movie will be some. Any Christmas movie could be any person's favorite Christmas movie. It's you know true. What I mean? It's like, true. Like there's there's really good like super classic Christmas movies like Christmas Vacation and um, the Santa Claus, the Santa Claus, and uh, what's the one that just came out on Netflix? Uh, Klaus. 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 Yeah. yeah. Becoming well, no. an it's Elf, Elf. You know, becoming yeah. an instant classic. But no, you're exactly right in this thing too. It's like it's like if you can, it's it's fascinating to me. Like I remember Elf coming out like in movie theaters and now it is like a staple yeah. of Christmas mm-hmm. and it it's it's so cool whenever you like are in the process of witnessing one of these things happening yeah um there was actually in in speaking of, this is like semi tangentially related uh is last year for Halloween there was like this Adam Sandler movie that came out I can, I'm, I'm like I need to look it up I need to figure out what it's called uh but it was like one of these movies that when I saw it I was like this just became a Halloween classic. Like, oh, like the the spirit of American Halloween will now be changed because this movie exists. Like, Interesting. There are now new like like a thermos is now has a new role in Halloween that it never had before. Interesting. And if you haven't seen the movie, um, I'm going to tell you what the name of it is as soon as I don't my, think I've seen it. You haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen it. OK, hang on a second. OK, um, Adam Sandler Halloween fun. Halloween movie. It's called Hubie Halloween, H-U-B-I-E, Halloween. Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. And the movie itself is just flat out, absolutely, unequivocally ridiculous. Like, but but in a way that did it so perfectly that it's like that you're, it, it's like at first when you start seeing this stuff, it's like, okay, it's like, well, that's, that's like, this is, this is 
odd. You know, like this this isn't in keeping. But then as soon as it is in keeping, you're like, you're just you just roll with it. And right. it's like it works. And they did such a good job of incorporating these like small things in such a substantial way that it's like, ah, oh, this was this is very well put together to become a classic. Mm. So call him my shot. I think call it came out last shot. year. I, I would be willing to bet that five years from now, this is a this is like an incredibly common, if not slightly overused Halloween costume. I see. Is being Hubie. Is being Hubie. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to see. Because there's not that many like ha- classic Halloween movies. Turns out I'm not like a big Halloween media consumer. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. Anyway, so we were talking about Christmas movies as well, though. Classics. Are all Christmas movies classics? That is the question. Because, like, what is... Is there one called The, the Prince? The Prince The Christmas of, Prince? The Christmas Prince. I think so. Is that the one that has the girl from high school musical in it no no that's a different one that's a different one that's a different one what is she in she is, there is like a new christmas movie that she's in yeah vanessa hudgens right yes yes yeah no the <laughs> the christmas prince i think has rose mciver i think that's her name wow i think hold on Hold on. I need to double check that now because I'm like, is that is that the name? Hello and welcome to our podcast where we try to pull facts from thin air with yep. a small amount of base knowledge to work off of. We're like Let's rooting see. around on a bookshelf like where you can't really, it's too high to see. No, I was exactly right. No it way. is Rose McIver in A Christmas Prince. Amazing. Yeah. Very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Which I mostly know, I will say, if you're like, why do you know who Rose McIver is? It's because she was a Power Ranger once upon a time. And when we were first watching this movie, I was like, oh, my God, that girl looks so familiar. Where have I seen her? Power Rangers. Obviously. It's like you never see any of the actors who were in Power Rangers go on to do very much more. But here she is crushing it in not just a Christmas Prince, but a Christmas Prince 2 and a Christmas Prince 3. <laughs> An instant classic. In, in, like all Christmas movies are. And like 27 butts will be. Will be. Okay, so here, here is the real question. Is there a famous <clears throat> Christmas movie that somehow is well enough known that you would know what it is, but is also not a classic? I think I might have one. Oh, tell, okay. tell, me, tell me if you think this falls into classic territory. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called Jingle All the Way. That's absolutely a classic. That's a classic? That's a classic. You watch it every year? I, I mean, I don't, but people watch it every year. Do people watch it every absolutely year? Absolutely people watch it every year. Curious. Are there any Christmas movies that in an entire Christmas rotation got entirely zero views? Oh, I mean, no, yeah, I, I, right. don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Cause I mean, when last year, especially we were going through Christmas and Alice was like on a, on a diehard kick. So, I mean, every, mm. every night we watched a different one and let me tell you this, when you get to the bottom of that barrel, you are like, you are, you're scraping so much bottom barrel off of it yeah. that you're, you're hardly even getting the substance that was stored in the barrel. You're mostly just scraping barrel. It's just barrel. It's just, it's, it's mostly, just like splinters. It, kind of. It is splinters yeah. that you scraped with your fingernails. And that's surprising. Cause you'd think there'd be at least 24 good Christmas movies. You would think that maybe, yeah. maybe we were doing a poor job of selecting them. Cause I did not watch jingle all the way last year. Well, it sounds like you did do a poor job then. Okay. Okay. So here's a question then okay. people, this is a, this is a common debate how the Harry Potter movies have become Christmas movies. Oh, it is weird because they're just not <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the, it's certainly like not the primary purpose of, of the stories. Christmas does happen. Christmas does happen. And so like that, is that part of it? Is that it's just like, if Christmas is involved in a movie hard stop, then it's a Christmas movie. No, no, this is like die hard where people are like, Oh yeah, it's a Christmas movie. I'm on camp. Die hard is not a Christmas movie. Yeah. I feel like you just opened a total can. of Well, worms. that's where I am. Strong opinion. Weak thing. Die hard is not a Christmas movie. It is an action movie that takes place on at a Christmas party. <laughs> All right. Yeah, what, what if we were to close out the day? With a corny joke. I like it's it's almost becoming tradition now that the corny joke is at the end rather than the beginning. Yeah. 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 How about that? How about yeah. that? This one might be this one might be kind of hard hitting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know, I know. It actually comes from my wife, Alice. Oh. You ready for it? I'm, I'm I hope so. Okay. What has two arms, two legs, and arrives in October? Two arms, 
Two legs. Oh, oh, oh. I think I know where you're going with it, and I don't feel like it is a corny joke. It's not a corny joke. It's not a corny joke. It's an announcement. It's an announcement. It's your niece. The element of surprise. The element of surprise. What? It's your niece. It's my niece. Yes. Yay. I'm so excited. Uh, Because you're having a baby. (laughs) In case people didn't figure that out. (laughs) Didn't figure it out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we're, yeah. Alice is pregnant. And expected expected, uh, October 31st. Oh, my God goodness i know i know halloween halloween baby oh man that's gonna be that would be amazing so yeah we're definitely hoping for halloween that's what yeah i mean that's that's absolutely what i'm hoping for i mean that's like this is it's like one of those like really odd things about our our house is is like alice kind of has this like affinity for like skulls sure and it's it's like you could come into our house and like they're not really front center but like if you see you will see them like they're (laughs) like but they're there but they're about and it's like one of those (laughs) things where it's like if you're like oh i can see like where ben's influence has been on like the the interior design it's like you know the little skulls tucked in it's like no no no, those are not mine those (laughs) are not mine they're like oh in that case, I just I'm going to take a lot of your points away because they were pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yep. exactly, exactly. So, but yeah, it's it is like the most fitting thing ever because it's well, my birthday is also October 25th, so I was kind of like, let's well, get. Let me just segue Ayo. into uh, maybe people have noticed if you're watching the pop on the YouTube channel that the um, Stanley Duck has gotten a significant upgrade. He, well, he evolved. He Yeah, basically he evolved. So uh, it used to be small pile of ducks. Yep. If you can imagine. Imagine, you know, like, um, mm, mm, execute, right? Pile of eggs. Oh, I got you. Evo- even though five separate eggs evolves one big tree. It, now, right. very similarly, Stanley Duck has evolved into Big Duck. Big Duck. Big Duck. The biggest. It is making me very happy. I don't even... So, so the Stanley the Stanley Cup uh, continues to grow. I think the plan is to, like, adhesive the duck to the top at some point. Right now, it's just sort of resting there. Yeah, this is, this is like one of those things where I think that the way that we go about our version of content recreation is like, we're going to go forward with it and we'll continue to make adjustments as needed as needed. Yeah. Whereas maybe other people would be like, let's make sure we have it complete before we introduce it to everybody. This is like, we had the original Stanley duck yeah. and then it changed. And now it's, it is currently a non adhered gigantic duck right. on top of a golden cup statue on so top of a wooden plinth. Yes. And, uh, but my, yeah, but basically what I really, my, my vision, for it is to get gold spray paint gold spray paint and and make (laughs) the giant duck gold and then adhere it to our trophy yeah but what i love the most about it though is that it's way too big like it is comically larger than the large trophy it sits upon yes Mm -hmm. exactly exactly so i i think it's it's just perfect it is perfect. perfect You have a note here in the show notes for today. Oh, okay. And yeah. I, I just, I just, I, I don't know if this is related to what we're already talking about or yeah. not. Maybe, maybe it has something to do with Luke. Maybe, maybe I'm just taking a shot in the dark here. <laughs> the exact sentence you wrote was, I don't know what to do with the seashell I have. <laughs> And like when I saw it, I was like, we were, we were writing our notes for the show and I was like, I read it out loud and you just started laughing and I was like, don't say anything. I don't want to know a single detail about this particular story, but like, Tell, tell me everything there is to know about the dilemma you're having with your seashell. <laughs> seashell. Okay, so there's this seashell I have, and I don't know what to do with it. Uh, so far, with yeah, you one hundo. You're on board. And <laughs> uh, so I, I was this past weekend, I was trying to think, uh, I, like I picked it up for about the 50th time, and I was like, I don't know what to do with this thing. And I was like, should I put this... In the show notes for popcorn culture, and I was like, I don't know. It's so, it seems such a like a small dilemma, but and then I was like, I thought about it as I was doing the notes. And I was like, I'm putting it in here. We'll just see where it goes. Anyway, so we have this seashell. It's a conch shell. Okay, okay, and you right. don't know what to do with it. It's a conch shell. I'm on. I'm on. I don't know what to the do. The people with at it. home are like, get to it. Like, we get it. <laughs> You're unsure. <laughs> so, but if you are. At the beach, yeah, and you are out walking along the beach. It you may as well have found buried treasure if you find a full intact conch shell, right? Abs- yes, yeah, hun- it is. Yes, it that is like that is. There is nothing greater that can happen at the beach. Yeah, there is. It is. It is like winning the lottery. Not only has this shell survived the waves crashing it into the beach, 
but you were then also the first person to find it. Yes. Because there's no chance anyone walks past a conch shell and doesn't pick it, pick it up for themselves. They're right. not like, that's nice. And you know, you take it. In the history of humans, there has never been a single instance where one of us has seen a conch shell and not taken it with them. It's sort of a weird thing about like that, that to, in itself, I think is pretty unique. Like there's not other things where you're just walking around and you can just be like, this is mine now. Right. And, like you want it. It's true. Like even, even if you see like really beautiful, like wildflowers or something, uh, well, I mean, typically there's a sign that specifically says don't take these, but also it's, I, I don't even feel like I've had the impulse to, maybe those signs are just super effective, but like, you know, I never see like a really beautiful flower out in nature. I'm like, I'm going to has me that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but seashells are like this, like free, cool thing. You can just take, <laughs> you, <laughs> this is just mine now. Right, right, right. I, this is mine. This is mine. I have it. The, I has it. The ocean chose me. The ocean chose me. I will have this conch shell. I will bring it back and it will. And the thing is, I find myself to be extremely particular about it. Like, if I found a conch shell on the beach that was like 98% perfect, I would be like garbage. Not like, good enough. Like if you, yeah, like that's the thing. You pick it up and it's like, this is so good. Oh, it's missing a big chunk right here. Forget it. I don't even want it. It's not even worth bringing it home and right. wondering what to do with it. Exactly. So anyway, uh, we have a conch shell though at the house, which was found. It's pretty great. It's like 100, uh, 100%, I would say, worth keeping Okay. from the beach. This is excellent. So, Here's the, the flip side about seashells is all of the glory of finding it exists only while you're at the beach. True. Once you come home, what do you do with that seashell? <laughs> you don't like we're going to put it on display. <laughs> you just, just look what I look what I found. You didn't take it. It's just a skill to find it. And I will tell you that may, maybe you do. Maybe you put your seashells on display and that's totally fine. Good for you. This is not a for display seashell. Like this was a seashell that we found and we gave to Luke. It's a toy, basically, is what it is. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Which, if you think about, conch shells are only so-so toys because basically they're just big spiky rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-fragile, big spiky rocks. Exactly. Like yeah. I know they're not rocks. That calm down comments, but it's a that's what you got. You got a big spiky circular thing. Okay. Yeah. That. You know, it looks nice and it's like a miracle of nature and it was free treasure and it sounds like the ocean, which is where it came from, which is one of the coolest things ever. But it is also this like pointy thing and it is effectively a toy. Like we don't have a place to put it on display. I'm not trying to display it. It's just it goes in the toy box and every now and then it'll fall out and it'll be on the ground. And now I'm like, it's not like, you know, Luke doesn't, he doesn't really play with it. It's just, it's just this hard spiky thing that's in the toy box now so, and I'm like it is threatening to break at all times and i'm like should i just throw it out but then i'm also like but the ocean chose me it did it <laughs> exactly. did the ocean did choose what do you. i do with the seashell <laughs> i i think you return the heart of tafiti is what you do you want me to bring the seashell with me to the beach <laughs> to the beach just yes. <laughs> Okay, I need to ask. Are you giving me a chore? Okay, so <laughs> as you back out and start to like look at this, there there is a, the question to examine to me is like what what is it about the fact that we're all drawn to these things? And you're you're absolutely right. Like if you find one, it is like like you can't wait to you can't wait to get back and show people. You're absolutely keeping it. You're definitely bringing it home. But there is there is always that that grand conclusion of but it there is nothing that i can do with it and if you go to the beach like annually there's there's also sort of like this thing where over time you you have probably been chosen by the ocean more than once possibly you know so like at some point in time it's almost even like we're starting to have too many of these. Got too many. <laughs> this whole collection of like I understand I'm incredibly special <laughs> to the planet, but like, come on, guys. Come on, ocean. Right, right, right. So <laughs> that what yeah, what what is what is happening in our brains that we see it, we have to have it, and then have absolutely nothing to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. Has this always been the case, do you think? Like, do you think that forever people have picked up seashells, or do you think at some point in time they were like those are just there. They're only useful to us if the conch is still alive inside of it so that we can make conch fritters. Conch fritters. 
That's the thing. That's I think when thing. I found out that snails lived inside of not snail, yeah, snails uh, lived inside of conks, yeah. I, like my mind was kind of blown a little bit yeah. because for such a beautiful thing to have been made by a snail, yeah, it's like, like what? It's like that doesn't seem right. I guess. I mean, even if you pick up like a land snail, I guess it's got like a pretty cool. Uh, spiral Fibonacci sequence shell going on there. Look at you dropping terms. Yeah, look at that. I know about things. You do. Golden ratio. Of course. Woo. Well done. Well yeah. done. Anyway, I don't know. So that that's our question. We'll just have to put it out to the universe. What do you do with your seashells? What should I do? Should I throw <laughs> the seashell away? I don't think you should throw it away. The one true plush host, as I am known in the comfier corners of the internet and the listening audience. You do love beanbag chairs. Uh, well, do you, you know what is hilarious about the beanbag chair joke? Is that you were the one who bought jumbo wumbo posh beanbag chairs as furniture. As your like actual furniture for a while in college. This is true. So it's reminding me so much of the idea of the just noticeable <coughs> difference. Uh, uh, which is like... Did I, you coin that phrase? I... I to be honest with you, I'm not actually entirely sure. This okay. is like, this is one of those things. I think that I have very naively claimed before that, like, I can go back to the memory of the date every time I've learned anything in my entire life where it's yeah. like, well, how do you know about that? And like, let me tell you the day because I remember learning. I remember this happening. The just noticeable, just noticeable difference is not one of those things. I don't remember learning. Okay. Cause uh, when, yeah, I remember you making the video about the just noticeable difference. And I remember like, that is such a great phrase for exactly what it is. I'm so glad you taught me this, but then I think one day you told me like I just made that up. I was like, N that is even better. I, so well, I, I don't remember. For, well, may, so we don't know at the moment. I'm gonna give you credit, but I'll let you describe what the just noticeable difference is to people. Okay, so the just noticeable difference. The the best explanation that I originally had for it uh, was the idea of like a candy company specifically like with with bags of like m&ms where as time has gone on you might like open up a like a bag a standard bag of m&ms and be like man there are not as many in here as there used to be and the idea was that like as the m&m company was like progressing further and further as like a way to increase margins the idea was like okay so like maybe on average each bag has you know 40 m&ms in it and oh, the idea that sounds so high does it? I don't know. Okay, let's play guess. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with forty. I'm sticking. Okay, are you that. talking a brown bag? I'm, no, I was thinking like a yellow. I, for some reason, I was imagining peanut M and M's because they are the because they're the superior best M and M of them all. I think that there are forty M and M's inside of a standard yellow bag. I think it's closer to like twenty. Twenty. Wow. Yeah. So so few. So few. Okay. Well, we'll we will. We will get a bag and count. Okay. And see. So we'll we'll circle back to that. If you guys also have guesses, just let us know, you know, anywhere that you feel like. Uh, and we'll confirm how close we all were eventually. It'll be great. So the idea was though that like if originally there were 40 pieces in the bag, that that probably had an associated weight or you know, whatever. And that as time went on, you could be like, okay, let's instead of 40 pieces, let's aim to have 39 pieces maybe 38 pieces and if you're thinking about it like in terms of mass manufacturing where there are like millions of bags being made right then you know every 40 bags you just basically got like a free bag right worth of revenue for if you're the m&m company right and that hope that made that probably no one noticed exactly and and so that's that's exactly what it what it comes down to is like how much can we scale back before it will be a problem and so the thinking would be like okay so if, if there used to be 40 and then there was 39 like you probably wouldn't notice at 39 if there were 38 you probably wouldn't notice at 38 if there's 37 you know like maybe you're getting on the cusp 36 like people are starting to notice they're like there are fewer in here and i'm like i'm picking up on it at this point in time it's like you have crossed the threshold of the just noticeable difference right so it's it's like it's literally you're talking about one m&m but at some point in time one m&m is literally the difference maker right in in this particular situation but then i've also applied this idea to like just a lot of other things which is yeah. sort of like the uh, I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you before, but like you're waiting on someone to like meet you somewhere and you're, and you're sitting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and finally like, I'm, I'm just going to give them a call and see if they're still on their way. And the second you pull out your phone to call them or like hit send on it, they pull around the corner and they and they show up and it's like they were late by like 
it wasn't like at one minute late, you were like, I need to check in on where they are. And it wasn't at two minutes and it wasn't at like 10 minutes, but like at 12, you were like, I'm, I'm calling. Like we've reached that point. Right. But it's, but it's also <laughs> like, it's this like intangible point of like the intangible tipping point. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. Oh man. Okay. So Jay, you have a, you have a note here in, yeah. the, in, in the, in the notes I do. that says, Ben, I have to clear something up with you about vampires. Oh, well, I sure do, Ben. Well, okay, I, Ben. I, I have been looking forward to this for minutes. Let me, let me tell you something. Ben, all right, I need to clear something up with you about vampires. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me introduce the segment. <laughs> that was good. That Thank was good. You. Everybody else was lost. <laughs> now, now we're all on the same page. Okay. Okay. It, this is my perception of vampires. Is Let me ask you, how do you think... A vampire sucks blood. Um, I I guess I've imagined the the super pointy sharp canines are also like straws. Like straws, exactly. Yes, exactly. This is my, that has been exactly my thought as well. That they're sucking the blood through the teeth as if they're like little tiny straws. <laughs> little small, little small straws small in straws. the teeth. That's yeah. why they have the teeth. That's why. Whenever you see the, the 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 neck bite, it's just two little holes. It's not like gushing because it came went straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, precisely. Yeah. I think that that's key. Okay. I think that's absolutely It has come key. to my attention that maybe this is not true. What? That maybe the pointy things are just to create puncture wounds and then it's more of like a a lapping situation? No. No, I know. A lap like like no. they're like like sucking like the blood is like pouring out of the wounds and then just sort of like sucking it up as it comes. Oh, this throughout. is making me very. This is this cannot be right, right? It's little straws. It's a little it's straw teeth. It's definitely straw teeth. That's I mean, a, a thousand percent, right? Otherwise, it's like because I was gonna. I thought what you were, what you were gonna say with that is that was more of like a gnawing type of situation. But I was like, no, no, that doesn't seem right either. No. That doesn't seem right. That seems no, no, more no. like werewolfy. Um, it's more like yeah, that's not even like drinking blood. That's just like killing someone. That's just yeah, exactly. yeah. That's just just like ripping them up. Right. So when when you are when you have been had by a vampire do you become a vampire or are you just like giving them a little bit of blood because like if that's really what it came down to it feels like vampires and humans could coexist like reasonably easily it would because be like eventually everyone would just be a vampire well or right. we could just like like you know we could just like have blood donations right and be like hey fellow fellow living organisms we got you we got you we can we can they would, with this. i mean people would have to be donating a lot more blood I that's, have to imagine. that's probably true that's yeah. probably true there Thanks. could be there'd be an uptick this is going to be like my, my real challenge is can i can i have a notable piece of intrigue every week uh, so that those folks watching the show are like this is why we watch so right so i do remember before we were on video you were saying you were just yeah so excited about being able to flex your fashion choices on the pop that's the goal yeah well really it's not even flex them because i don't know that they exist it's like can i can i like advance my fashion because it would be like this would be like a really fun way to be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try new things i'm gonna try to be ambitious daring cutting edge daring let me just okay so on that note i will say that interestingly last week when we premiered the first video version of the pop yeah dare i say it was instead myself who swept most of the fashion talk you did yeah swept it right out from underneath That's me right. with your spectacular socks yeah which yeah. <laughs> the day that you wore them i myself commented on them mm. i was like are these different socks some are some are stripes and some are stars yes how 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 do yeah so if you if you weren't watching my socks last week were one side striped one side stars so on purpose. On purpose. Yeah, <laughs> we had many a comments about how I must have bought two pairs and then mixed matched. Let me tell you, no, I bought. They came mismatched. It's almost like they were trying to look like the American flag on purpose, which is exactly what they were trying to do. Um, and do you know that I feel like if if we had had a brand deal with that sock company, that, or if we just sold those socks, I think that it would have been the most successful merch we have ever had ever because we're, we're like we're sitting there in the chat with the premiere of of the video episode and i i mean i feel like 40 percent of the comments are the intrigue attached to your socks yeah well so because you know half the episode i was sitting 
with my, you know, one foot up on my knee. Yeah. And that I, for longer than expected, I was like, you know what? I can't wait to see what people say when they see the other sock. And like for way longer into the episode than I would have expected, I didn't switch legs. Yeah. But then sure enough, as soon as I did, people were like, whoa, what the, what the, what the, are you wearing different socks? Now people are going to change the phrase to be waiting for the other sock to drop. Waiting for the other sock to drop. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So the commitment to like Mickey... I think for me is uh it, it, there's been like a roller coaster that I've I've probably been on in my life but I feel like through most of my adult years I have tried to be the most like almost non-specific person possible. So this has been like it, it, it's not really Could you like be more specific about that. I'll attempt to be. Okay. So this is not 
this is not like uh, maybe something that is like super top of mind where I like diluted it down to like my life's mission statement. Mm -hmm. It just sort of became consistently true across like a lot of like different branches of my personality and sort of like how I showed myself to the world. Right. And it was it was maybe something that I was like attempting to like very carefully curate. But like, it, like I said, it was very like instinctually, I guess. Like, right. Like it, it, it all is true. It wasn't part of like some type of grandmaster plan, but it definitely is consistent. And it's it's almost like it was this goal to not be an overly specific person. Like I I really didn't want there to be any aspect of my personality that was like so uh, extreme or obvious that that like it, that I, the, there would ever be a situation where somebody would be having a conversation about me. And they'd be like, yeah, there's this Ben guy who like this, you know, and it would, mm. it, and it would be like some characteristic about me that you could be like, oh man, yeah, like he's, he's like really blank. You know, it was like, I was, I was constantly you trying like wanted to, to be blank. I want, I wanted, I didn't want there to be an end to that sentence, uh, because I wanted it to be the case that like, that, th that there was that maybe Maybe this would be the idea is that like if your personality in, in some scenario or most generic state is a circle, you know, it's like no, like that would be Emmett from the Lego movie. You just smoothed, smoothed off all the edges, smoothed off all the edges. Like there's there's nothing that like juts out into like one direction or another. Like mm -hmm. I would say most uh, most personalities are look more like a drawing of like a like a sun or something where there's like spikes and everything going off in like a hundred different directions. I see. You know, like that's that's how so you want it to be a dead star. I want it no to be, sun, no sun, just no sun. a moon. I, I want it to be a circle, right? And that, like with that idea being that like all parts are there, but there was nothing like I wanted there to be nothing negative that somebody could say about me. You wanted to be Aaron Burr, is what I'm hearing. Is that like it? if you stand for nothing, Ben? What will you fall for? Oh wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow! It sounds to me like a form of putting up guards against like. Judgment. Judgment. Like, if I am not known, like, any anything you're interested in is subject to judgment from other people. So, if you just remain, appear to maintain, or have the appearance of someone who cares about nothing, it is difficult for you to be judged. It's like, you're right, like a circle, like, if, if there's spikes coming off that circle, someone can grab one of those spikes. Exactly. But if it's smooth, there's nothing to grab onto. Yes. So it's like protection, but um, I would say you're sacrificing, I don't, um, I don't know, like enjoying a lot of stuff or like letting yourself. Yeah, I would say that's probably exactly what it sounds like is you're sacrificing like passions or enthusiasm. Well, and, and I, I think that that's like uh, I, I've touched on this this before and, and like sort of like one of my like sort of recent discoveries about myself is is this and we've talked about it, but like. Like a people pleaser, yeah, is sort of the idea, and I, I think that a lot of what happened once my personality became like at least a bit more exposed on the internet in terms of having like, and and we're not like you know a big deal or anything like that on the interweb, but there is at least a big enough of an audience that there are a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life that could like look in on your life and have reactions to things. Right. And I remember, I mean, there's, there's like little moments that I think were extraordinarily impactful to me where it's like, you're talking about like individual comments, uh, that like, that may have like quite literally like made me start to operate differently. Yeah. Where it was like, like what just happened was, was one of the spikes just got like molded into like a smooth rounded edge because it was right. like, like you, you as a young person had a nice fun spike that you were excited about and got you, you know, excited to do things. And someone came on and just like, was like, that spike right there is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. You're stupid for that spike. And I don't like you. Exactly. Right. hundred percent. One hundred percent. And here, the interesting thing about it too, is that like, I, I've, I've seen people on the internet who are extraordinarily opinionated. And I think a lot of what that does is, is like you tend to have a lot of people who like mega lock into you because your chances are if people disagree with you, they're going to go someplace else. And so if you're mega opinionated, then usually all that's left is, is like the people that 
in at least in some manner of speaking, mm-hmm. have a similarly shaped spike right. to their personality. And it's like they they fit together. Like it's it's like okay, I agree with you on all of these things. So like our our spikes align, okay, so to speak. But I remember there was one day, and like I I mean I've talked about this a lot too. Like I've always really enjoyed like chopping wood. I think that it's like an activity that I just like I I feel like I I. I took like wood shop in high school for two years. Like, you know, it was I've I've liked being around like wood. Like, I feel like it's just like something yeah. that like kind of speaks to me in this mm-hmm. like really positive way. Like it, it, I don't know, it makes me happy. I feel calm or at peace. And I think splitting wood itself is like an activity that's very it's not very complicated right you now when it's like replicable and it's, it's got like a, that like layer of like physical aspect to it that like I really like. Yeah. Um. But there was there was one day where I had a friend who was living out on like 100 acres of land and he heated his home with a wood stove. And so he was like, hey, like I need to like get some firewood like you want to like bring your truck up here and like we can go out like we can like, you know, uh, find like a fallen tree or a dead tree and we'll cut it up and we'll be able to chop the wood. And so I remember like posting a video to my Instagram basically like using my chainsaw to like cut up a tree right sure so that we could like split it for firewood yeah and i remember this was like one of those like rare moments where it was like i had done something that that like apparently many people had like an inverse spike to mine so all of a sudden it was like this like rubbed people like mega the wrong way chopping wood chop well it was like the the process of like using a chainsaw to like cut up a tree Okay. And uh, I, I think that it was like sort of this idea of that. I think I think the angle that people were coming from was like environmentalism or something. OK. Uh, and like the idea that like I was like chopping in a forest, which was let me let me assure you, I am incapable of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the fact of the matter was it was like something that like I was like really excited to like share this because I was like, you know, I went out and bought like a chainsaw and I bought like I bought like a nice one, you know, like yeah. it was um far and away way nicer than anything that I needed based on the kind of application I would ever be putting it to. Right. You know, it's like, it's like a real one that like a woodsman might use. And and I have it for like occasionally trimming branches, you know, my Christmas tree once a year. Right. Uh, But in this particular occasion, I was like, I'm going to go put this thing to work. Like I'm going to get to like, you know, take a, like a full fallen tree and go through and, and chop it into like little pieces. I'm going to split all the wood and it was very polarizing. And I think that that reaction to me had such like a massive impact where it was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is like not an acceptable, like in order for me to like maintain that like round shape, it's like, I need to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, you know? And so like it, it's not, I mean, you know, it's not like so extreme to the point where th- like I, I wouldn't still go and like cut down a tree in order to make firewood out of it that is going to be used for like a very specific purpose mm-hmm. you know whatever like yeah I, for what it's worth i'm never going out and cutting down trees for sport <laughs> yeah, right. you know like I'm, I'm not hunting trees for for the thrill <laughs> of the one. hunt right um but you know it's it's something that like i think that it, it, it like was a spike of mine that i put out there that i realized that like people did not like and it was enough for me to be like okay like now this is like something that like you know i would not share anymore like i I, like it needs to be something that is like you know like i like i wouldn't even want people to know that it's true about like maybe something that i've done like so i I needed to like i need to like lop that off the idea for me for a long time of wearing like mickey mouse clothing would have been the type of thing where like it what you are doing is is putting that spike out there that might be then interpreted by someone out there in the real world not just on the internet as being Mm -hmm. like oh he's that kind of person right like that's a it's like yeah he's he's like He's really into like the whole Disney thing, you know, like as if that could be right. like a negative characteristic in someone's eye, which I, maybe it is. Um, but I think as I've gotten older, there there's been a portion of me that's like been a bit more willing to just be like. This is a thing that I like, I think. Yeah. And I think the older you get, the more stuff like that can start to like realize like when you're a kid, like if, if you're just like if it's something as innocuous as wearing a Mickey Mouse T-shirt or something. And being afraid someone's going to make fun of you for that or consider you a certain kind of person for that. It's like, as a kid, it can feel very much like, oh, I might catch flack for this. I shouldn't do it. Right. But as an adult, it's, I think, much more and much easier to recognize that, like, you are, you are just wearing a shirt. And if the, the greater crime is that someone is making fun of you for it, 
rather than that you're wearing it. Yes. Yeah. A- absolutely. And just and like that, it says much more about the attacker than the attackee. Right. Right. And and I think that there's like a a measure of self worth because there there is probably like a a twofold thing to it where there's there's some amount of you know maybe mild bullying or not mild bullying that could be happening where someone dislikes or has a different opinion of something that you like and they're making you feel bad for liking that thing yeah um well this is i mean this is basically the core of like our whole channel though sure more or less you know like it, at the beginning of every episode of super carlin brothers it says celebrate your fandom and the whole point is that like hopefully we're creating videos and a community where people can like feel safe in that this is a place where people are enthusiastic about whatever they like and aren't going to like meet judgment for liking something like Disney movies, even though they're adults or like Harry Potter or Marvel or whatever it is. Exactly. And it's becoming, you know, considerably more widespread and just accepted that people just love this stuff anyway. Yes. But yes. Um, that's still sort of like the that's that's still the goal of what we're doing. Um, but I, I can tell you, I remember very specifically a, ver- a moment. I'm not even sure if I've talked about it on the pop before. I know I've made a video about it. OK. Um, yeah. A moment like this uh, from my childhood where the thing I was into as like a what must have been like five or six year old was uh, Power Rangers. Yeah. You know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. First, you know, first wave. Right. right super right. awesome. Everyone loved Power. Like, you know, everyone in my class loved Power Rangers. Every kid I knew. It was a phenomenon. Yes. You know, fantastic. And I remember um, one the the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie came out, which is just terrible, sure, by the way. Sure, and sure. It has this weird scenario where they have all the same actors from the show, but it is not canon to the show. Like the movie happens, and then in the show they have a different explanation for how they get the same powers. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this was almost just somebody somewhere being like, "Hey, what if we make like a feature-length movie out of it where we tell a story, but also it has nothing to do with the show. It's just the same people." So, yeah, like if you watch the show, there will be a com- they, they will get the exact same powers and same Zords. Different explanation entirely. That movie, just whatever. That's just for fun. I feel like that we watched it fun. a lot as oh, kids, yeah. though. I mean, I remember finding out about it and thinking this is like I, this is the coolest thing. I remember asking like our parents if we could go see it on opening night, and they were like, "Yes," and then we didn't, and I was like, "Ah, ah." But anyway, our grandparents were in for Thanksgiving, okay, and uh, we went and saw it with them a few weeks after it came out, okay, whatever. And so the day after Thanksgiving was the Christmas parade in uh, our the town we grew up in. Okay. And I was in the Christmas parade for, you know, our Cub Scout troop or whatever. Sure. And I get to the parade and I'm sitting there talking to my buddy, one of my, one of my childhood best friends who I won't like name drop or anything. Sure. But I'm like, Oh man, guess what we saw last night. And I'm like telling him all about the movie and like all these cool parts and like all my favorite parts. And he's like, looks at me as like, how Rangers are stupid. And I was like, I remember to this day, the gears in my brain, like grinding to a halt and like the like mental gymnastics I was having to do to like suddenly adjust to this reality. It was the first time I remember outside social pressure dictating what I liked rather than just my own personal enthusiasm. Right. And it was like the worst because like I did not believe that. Like I was like, that's not true. Like power and you're you were wrong. But I, it was like in that moment, it was like I like my brain immediately understood like if you were going to continue to be considered cool, you were going to have to adjust to this reality now, like in the next three seconds, you know, and it was like that was impossible. Sure. And I remember just hating, hating that feeling. And that was probably I went through a very similar situation where I was like, I'm just going to hide these spikes or whatever for like a long time. But I would I would say that rather than just like not letting them exist, it would be more like um, not imagining like a two dimensional drawing of a sun, but like a, a sphere. And it was just like, I'm just going to all these spikes grow that on way. the back. Like, Interesting. They will grow and I will like them and then privately and I will not let you tell me what I cannot like, but I will also not let you know that I like I will feel ashamed about it. Sure. Kind of thing. So. So maybe anyway. the moral of the story is to just let your spikes show. Exactly. Your spikes be are spiky. beautiful. Be spiky. Yeah. I like that. There you go. That's a great. Be spiky. It's a great tagline for the old pop. The old pop. <laughs> Don't forget, guys. Be spiky. Be spiky. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that is good. It is good. I like that, that is good. I hope, I hope everybody at home 
is thinking about right now something they're like, there is this thing that I really like that I don't let the world know. And it's like, you know what, guys? Hey, be spiky. Be spiky. One of the things that I keep hearing myself say or bring up is talking about anxiety. Oh, really? As like sort of, you know, like this, this was a moment. Oh, I was super anxious, like whatever. And what's really weird to to me about anxiety is almost like the same thing as like when I first got like a cold as a kid, like I was experiencing something, but I didn't know what I was experiencing. So like as a kid with a cold, I was just like, well, I guess I'm just uncomfortable today. Right. Like, okay. Like, you know, it was kind of like, to me, it wasn't this type of thing where you would go and be like, like, mom, I, like, I think I have a cold because there was no way for me to like, like I didn't know what it was. Right. So there was no way for me to articulate it. And now of course, when I have a cold, I know that I have a cold and that's exactly what it is. The same thing is true for me with anxiety. Like, uh, of course my whole life I've known what the term is and like it probably even been able to like refer to moments as like, like, you know, anxious, but yeah, I felt anxious before I went on stage. Yes. But what I really think that is, it's almost like using the wrong word. Mm. It's like, I was nervous before going on stage, right? Like not experiencing anxiety. So it's only really been probably in the past year or so that like that I've discovered that this thing that is constantly happening for me is in fact anxiety. Yeah. And I think as a result, now I'm having like so much reflection throughout my life where like I can go back to specific memories and be like, Oh, ah. that's what was going on then. Right. And it's been, it's like, it's now like this weird thing that seems to fit everywhere. Right. Um, which is super odd, but also then, so then I was going off of that and I was like, why, why does that happen? Like, have you ever noticed that you can like learn a new word or maybe you like bought a new car and then all of a sudden you start to see that car everywhere or you start to hear that word all the time. Right. And you're like, I only just learned this word, but now it's coming up constantly. Like, did it just come in vogue all of a sudden? That is, there is a word for this phenomenon. There is. And I have yeah. it right before oh, me. Okay. Yeah. It is, it is, hang on. It is the Bader Meinhof phenomenon. Oh, okay. Which is the, uh, AKA the uh, frequency illusion. Oh, um, yeah, I'm going to read it. The Bader-Meinhof phenomenon, otherwise known as the frequency illusion or recency bias, is a situation where something you recently learned about suddenly seems to appear everywhere. Yes. Oh, this is such a thing. It is it is it, it is <clears throat> so such a thing. Like it I feel like it happens all all the time and every time it does, I find myself in a situation where I'm like, how often am I not understanding things? Oh, right. Like, like because because the truth is, it's likely that these things were happening all the time. You were just completely unaware. Yes, yes. But now yeah. that you start to see them and you understand the rep, like the references, it's like, hmm, okay. And, oh. and like sometimes it's even like you watch a movie, and all of a sudden, like by watching the movie, you now understand so much more about. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like whenever that comes up. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, like you've been, you've been hearing people quote a thing your whole life. Right. You're like, I think that that must be from a thing that's got the, the way you're delivering. It sounds like it was from a movie, but I don't know what the movie was and I don't know the context. So I'm not really in on it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this has been like a, like a, like a, this has been the latest example of it for me is that like, I think now that I'm able to identify anxiety, it's also the fact that I have it constantly. It's like, it's like, oh, oh someone put a name on this and now it's how I feel all the time. Now, it, yeah. Well, but, this is, it sounds a little different though, because this sounds like you, you're able to revisit past moments and also realize that it was around then. Like, it's not just that like, oh, now I'm noticing it. You're able to like remember times in the past. Well, I think that's exactly it. So it's it's not that times in the past I wasn't experiencing anxiety. I just don't think that I knew that is what it was. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like, you know, because I like looking into stuff like this, when I now start to experience anxiety, I almost feel like I maybe like attack it. In a way, okay. like it's almost like, okay, but why am I feeling this way? Like, what is the sense of lack of control that is going on in my life that is making me now feel worried about this particular thing? And is that something that I can like address head on and be like, hey, this here, this is the problem. 
this is why I'm concerned. Right. You know, and it's very frequently like, you know, anxiety comes from the unknown. Right. You know, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. What's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I know. Very interesting though. Yeah. So there's been that. And then the, the other little, uh, little factoid that I've, that I was pulling before today's episode. Cause this was, this is like another one of these things, uh, is th- so maybe this is the first episode of the pop that we're ever airing live on the super carlin brothers youtube channel so you get to see what we look like and where we sit and where we sit do do we do we match what you imagine what you imagine in your head is the one true host trophy exactly where you thought it would be yeah i think most people probably are like maybe it should be right there no you know what i'm saying like right definitely do not make it askew (laughs) um but i see you made it askew too i made it askew the right way the short version of the story is that at summer camp as a kid, uh, we went to visit the Smith Mountain Lake Dam, uh, where next to the dam, there's this like gift shop and dock area. The where, dam gift shop. Yeah, yeah precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Where there are damn fish that you can <laughs> feed with popcorn yeah. per the per the popcorn machine just inside. Yeah. It is, it is weird that it, it might even be that popcorn machine. The one that is like literally like on your left hand shoulder. Now that I'm like thinking back on this memory or maybe I'm just like placing it there. Yeah. Because I think memories are not as strong as we think they are. Well, that's true. But I'm 100% sure this happened. But um, (laughs) But, anyway. But I saw a girl fall into a pit of carp. A pit of carp. Yeah. And so the thing was, though, is that like there there are so many carp there because you can feed them the popcorn and they they know it. And like it's like a touristy type of thing. Like everybody does this. So there's there's just just a ton, a ton of carp. And while I was there, there, there was this one girl who fell in with the carp and it was always like one of these things where like as i've gotten older i'm like that was a really remarkable thing that happened and i don't know who this person is and it predated all social media by so much that like it wasn't like you know i was able to like while at camp and while being friends with this girl it was like oh yeah how did you on MySpace or whatever but and it was like a summer camp thing so it was like a girl from another school girl from another school right at the very least probably from from some half of eastern virginia is a, is about as much as i could right right wait no i'm sorry western virginia that was my yeah, bad yeah. i got my i got my sides all wrong Whoops. western virginia that that's about it like, it's a yeah i i mix that up a lot too cuz we love on the we live in the west half of an east coast state right yeah. and there is a west virginia there is a west virginia yeah so we're like so. East Virginia, but we live in the west side of East Virginia. So anyway, if you went to um, summer camp and went on a field trip at summer camp to the Smith Mountain Lake Dam and fell into a pit of carp, um, maybe you knew Ben. Maybe you knew me. Maybe and, you uh, knew speak me. Speak up. And, and here's the thing is that like if, if you live in this area or have family who live in this area, maybe just ask them. Like, cause you, you just, especially if their name starts with an L. Right. Like, 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 do you ever fall into a pit of carp? Like they're probably obviously like in their early thirties now. They, they, right? they would they have, to, have be to be within like one, one grade and plus or minus. See, because there's no way the story doesn't exist in the family. Right. There's no way like this just went, like she didn't go home and they were like, how are your, how was your day? And she was like, yeah, it was fine. I got this at the gift shop. That was it. Like this story exists in a very real hilarious way in someone's family. The story is out there near nearby even i know possibly nearby it's infuriating we'll find how, her i know i know one day one day it's a dream and and if um and if the pop allows it to happen goodness gracious how would that great. be the most incredible thing ever it would oh, be that. like a lot of new people are watching this particular episode so they might be wondering why we have a um popcorn trophy on the table here yeah, the one true host. That says the one true host. Well, I think there's a fantastic story about it. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's it's kind of one of my favorite things about everything that we do professionally. Okay. Is this particular trophy. Uh-huh. And where it sits <laughs> on the table. Right. Um, so the one true host has been has been an ongoing battle. Uh well, to call it a battle, you'd really have to have two people really fighting. Mm. <laughs> it hasn't been close. <laughs> it was as close as it's ever been last week, I last think. Last week. Okay. Yeah. So uh, well, let's let's apply some context because it also comes with an announcement. Okay. So basically, uh, when we started the show, we were like, okay, this this would be like a fun a fun way for us to determine 
who is the one true host of the show right. week in, week out. And we have, of course, myself, Buzzy B, and then, of course, you, Jazzy J. Jazzy J. Jazzy J, which are, which are like the two, the two options available, mm-hmm. although there, there's always been also a third option. Uh, which was no host, which would be host neither host neither in, in, in the event of a host, neither win, we would start the episode with about 15 seconds, just silence. And time. Wow. Because I don't know what it, it's like. I think my brain has been like trained. I think it's yeah, it's like a vicious cycle. It's like I don't like opening mail because oftentimes the mail makes me feel like I'm in trouble, which isn't that's a ridiculous idea. Sure, there's no reason the mail should just be like you're in trouble, you messed up. Right, right. <laughs> but you must um, have just got one bad letter and it just sent you down yeah, a different path. I know. It's like uh, the the irony is that if you don't open mail, eventually that will be true. <laughs> Did anybody ever break up with you via mail? Oh, I don't think anyone broke up with me via mail. Like an actual hard letter? I don't think so. No, not like a hard letter in the mail. It'd be like, oh, Jonathan, you got a, you got a piece of mail from your girlfriend. How great. <laughs> great. That would be the, that'd be so mean. Has anybody ever done that? I mean, well, I mean, I mean, sure, certainly. Surely. Do you have, do you have like a, like a, a worst way you were broken up with? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Certainly, maybe certainly there is. Yeah, you know what? Okay, the, the cause, okay, the the thing about the yes, there. Okay, I think I've only actually been broken up with one time. Mm, um, good for you. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and it was not by it was not by letter. And I would almost say that it was like that. It was slightly like uh like a coerced situation maybe where i was absolutely certain that like the girl that i was dating at the at this period of time was just now interested in another person yeah and i remember like the way that that i like it was slowly stumbling onto this particular fact is that we used to go every like one summer we used to go every summer to uh, John from the GMA's house. Yeah. Cause he had a pool. Right. And we had a curfew. And so whenever I was like headed home from my curfew, I would, I would call this girlfriend and we would like talk on the phone. Cause it was like a 20 minute drive home or whatever. And I remember at some point in time, the phone started doing this thing where it would like ring. And then at the end of the ring, there was like, a, it was like ring boop. Oh, that's like the, they're on the other line sound. They're on the other line sound. Right. And so it was like one of these things where it was like, it got to the point where every single night, like this was like a ritual, like, you know, this is like when I called her and we talked on the phone. Right. And every single night she was already on the phone with someone else, with someone else. Right. And like, what, what are the odds? Right. And that, that <clears throat> was the case. Like I wasn't right. wrong. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> and you're like, I have a feeling. It's, I think that she so badly did not want to like be the bad guy. Oh, of course. Yeah. And so I think that like almost what was happening was it was like, I think that she was basically just in the process of slowly and more progressively now communicating with this new gentleman. And like that whole time, I think it was almost like, like leaving like little like breadcrumbs types of things so that I would break up with her. And so I suppose that move, I know. Yeah. Mm. I think in the end, what really kind of happened was I was like, I like called her one night. I was like, you need to break up with me if this is what's going on. <laughs> and so like, I remember talking, like I had to talk her into it for like an hour and 40 minutes like, on the phone. And it was like, just like, why, why, why aren't I just breaking up with you? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. I don't know either. It was, it was like a really odd. It was like, I like even me, like I wanted to be in the relationship. And so I was like, I'm not going to break up with you because that's not how this works. Right. So it's like, like I'm going to put the burden on you. That's to so do weird this. because like, that is how it should work. Like you're cheating on me. Of course I'm breaking up with you. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But so that was the weird thing about it. So like, I remember even like the next day I was working at Petland at the time and I remember getting to work and I was all like, you know, wallowing. And my manager was like, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, my girlfriend broke up with me last night. And he's like, Oh no, what happened? And I was like, how do I even tell this story? <laughs> How like, to? Hold like, on. Let me ruminate uh, on it. Let, let, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
ruminating on it right now. Like, have I dug up an old? You have. I'm like, oh, no. I can go back to the moment. I can. I, I remember being in my bedroom and like my aquarium with like the water level was like three inches low. So like the filter was like making noise as it was like splashing. Mm-hmm. It's like I can like go back to this night. Oh, what a weird thing. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah. What was the worst way you were ever broken up with? Oh man. Okay. Did you know this question was coming? Well, I asked you, so I had a feeling. Excellent. Yeah, I had a feeling. Um. Let's see. Uh, what comes to mind is, do you remember uh, AOL Instant Messenger? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, I mean, who doesn't? I, I dare say I was a pro at AOL The Instant best Messenger. way to communicate or worse, depending <laughs> on the situation. AOL Instant Messenger was just an old chat system that you could use and everyone used it. Yeah. And if uh, you needed to get up and go away from the computer, you could put up what was called an away message. Yeah. Yeah, which... which Meant, yeah, I'll be back later. Here's here's some, like, if you sent them a message, it would, like, pop back and be like, you know. Yeah. And it would just supply you with a message. And at first, it was used as intended, as, like, a will be right back sort of thing. Right. But it quickly turned into, like, the ultimate, like, screener, like, sensor of, like... Because you could have an away message up and continue talking. It wasn't like if you started talking, AOL would be like, oh, you're back. I'll take that down for you. It was like, yes. you could just keep it up. And uh, so then if pe- you didn't want to talk to people, you could just the away message. You're like, no, nah, the away message. I wasn't there. I had an away message up. I'm not on my computer. But if like you were online and there was someone you normally talk to who had like a little yellow pad next to it and they were bold the whole time mm-hmm. that you were on for like two hours, it's like you are there. You are there. Yeah. But but even then, it's so like probably they were there yeah but it's so easy to be like no nah, i wasn't i just left it open my mom was on the computer the away message was off it was sort of like the original status update it's like the original twitter yeah it really you know, was you could put yeah. like a little message in there that would pop up um you could check people's away messages even without actually messaging them whatever so um one day girl i'm dating her away message is up and it's like a survey. It's like you could, it was like a little questionnaire sort of thing. Okay. Like learn, you know, take this quiz about me or something like that. Okay. And you could like read how they had answered the questions on this little quiz about themselves. And like one of the questions was like, are you in a relationship? And it just said like dot, dot, dot as the answer. And it was like, um, well, okay. Oh no. And this was like how, like I found out <laughs> like that you were being broken that, up that, with. I'm like, like hey yeah it, it feels like this was intentional too. it does like, exactly because yeah. it's like we would have talked like every night it's like you put that up you know i'm not you know there's no way i don't see it oh no <laughs> yeah, so it was like that was dot, that was pretty dot, bad dot. i know i was like uh okay okay yeah this is a pretty obvious answer since we're since we're dating <laughs> right 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 yeah but otherwise 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 until next week until next week until next week pop pop you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.